Don't underestimate the force. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello and welcome back. This is Storytime, and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories. This time we're going to be talking about going to the movies. As you know, I'm a big movie fan. I love the movies, I love going to the movies, I love watching the movies. But the movie-going experience has changed a lot over the years. When I was a kid, it was an enjoyable thing, it was an adventure, it was something that we looked forward to. We loved going to the movies because... There was something about the gigantic screen, the gigantic video in front of you that was mesmerizing. It made you feel like you were being transported someplace else. Now, don't forget, when I was growing up, and I mentioned this before, when I was growing up, the TV screens maxed out at about 25 inches. That was a huge console TV. Now, think about that for a second. A 25-inch screen is probably the size of many of your computer monitors. And we look at that and go, yeah, that's pretty average. But a 25-inch television screen, that was huge when I was growing up. And the whole family would gather around a 25-inch screen, and that that was the thing. That's what we did. That's what we watched movies on. And also don't forget that when I was growing up, we didn't have VCRs. We didn't have DVDs. There was no way to watch a movie unless it was on a network or a syndicated channel. And it was always interrupted by commercials. So it was a very, very different experience going to the movies when I was a kid. Now, the reason that I wanted to do this episode today is I wanted to do a comparison about the way it used to be and the way it is now. And the reason I wanted to do that comparison is because of the experience I had this past weekend. And as I sit here thinking about it, it still, it makes me laugh, it makes me cry, it makes me frustrated, it makes me wonder... What the heck is happening to our world? The movie-going experience when I was a kid, as I said, it was a wondrous thing. Even if we went to a drive-in, it was a big screen. It was a big event. And nowadays, it's, it's not quite as big because how many people have a 40-inch, a 50-inch, a 60-inch TV in their houses? So they have a big screen experience, and they have DVDs, and they can pick the movies that they want to watch. So it's a different kind of feel when you go to the theaters. These days, you really need a reason to go to the theaters. A lot of people do. I like to go because I like the experience. I like walking into the darkened theater. I like the process of getting your snacks and your popcorn. I like finding a nice seat in a nice section of the theater. I like watching the previews. And I like when the lights drop, the screen lights up, the credits roll. It's an experience for me, and I really enjoy that experience. But I seem to be in the minority these days. And this goes back to some things I've said on manners and politeness in previous episodes of the podcast. People are rude. People don't care about other people anymore. People think about themselves and their immediate needs and their immediate interests without regard to what anybody else might be thinking, feeling, or experiencing. And that has affected the movie-going experience these days. My favorite thing to do these days to watch a movie is I'll wait two weeks after the release date, so that I can catch it at a matinee 
in an empty theater because at least I get to enjoy the experience of the movie, although I don't get the audience experience. Part of the fun of a movie is the audience experience, too. Not the people who are slowly unwrapping their cellophane bag of potato chips in back of you or whatever it is that they're crinkling in your ear. Those people I don't care about. But if you're watching a movie that you're really interested in, you like the feeling of the audience getting behind the hero or booing the villain or whatever it is. That surprised gasp at the jump scare that comes out of nowhere. The excitement when the car goes over the cliff. There's something to be said about that shared experience. It's very enjoyable. But the trade-off these days is the selfishness and rudeness that people have that ruin the experience for so many people who just want to go have a good time at the movies. Now, we all know these people, the people who text, the people who message, the people who make a phone call all during the movie. The guy that I mentioned with the crinkly bag of potato chips of all things in a movie theater, rustling the papers, opening the cellophane, crunching whatever it is that they're eating during the middle of the movie without regard to what it does to everybody around them. We all know those folks. But here's the experience from this weekend, which just drove me nuts. We went to go see Captain Marvel this weekend, and I wanted to see it on the first weekend for a number of reasons. I've been looking forward to this movie for a long time. I don't like all of the superhero movies. I go to see them. I enjoy them. But I only have a few that I've really, really, really liked. And I was looking forward to Captain Marvel for a lot of reasons. I like the concept of Captain Marvel. I love her character. I love what Kelly Sue DeConnick did when she revamped the series in 2014 in the comics. And I was so excited to see that it was going to be a movie. And I wanted to avoid spoilers, because with some of the superhero movies, you don't want the spoilers. So I wanted to see it right away. So this was one of those times where I was going to go against my general rule to wait a weekend or two before going out to see one of the big movies. So we went to see it on Saturday at a matinee, and I thought a matinee, eh, there's a chance that we might have a bunch of kids, but I'm figuring the kids are going to be into the superhero movie, so they'll probably be focused on the movie, so it probably won't be too out of hand in the theater. So we got to the theater, we got there about 10 minutes before the start time, got our snacks, and found some seats about in the middle of the theater. And the theater was, I'd say, about two-thirds full by the time we got there, which is good, because you know you're going to get some audience reaction. The folks who were there really want to see the movie, they're really interested in it, and it looked like a good crowd. We were able to get some seats right about where I like them, in the middle of the theater, off to the side a little bit. And we had nobody in back of us and nobody in front of us. Most of the folks were further back or higher up in the back of the theater, which was fine with me. So we're sitting there, we're getting settled, and the trailers started to run the coming attractions. And you know they run 20 minutes of trailers these days. But I enjoy the trailers. I actually watch the show on cable called Nothing But Trailers because I enjoy watching trailers. I'm strange, I know. But I like the trailers. So I always like to get there and enjoy the trailers. But I also know that people show up during the trailers, so I don't get too upset when people show up in the middle of the trailers because the movie hasn't started. That doesn't bother me. So we're literally on the last trailer. The theater has been filling up during the trailers. And during the last trailer, a family of five shows up and takes up the seats behind us. And if it was just a family of five, it would be fine. But it was a family of five with three kids under the age of five. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just estimating from the tone of their voices. They all sounded like little kids, especially the infant in one of the parents' arms, sitting right behind us. Literally right behind us. Not a couple seats over. Literally right behind us. And they mark their arrival with the traditional kicking of the seats. 
They sit down behind us. The kids immediately start kicking the seats in front of them, which happens to be mine and Mrs. Gamer Dudes. Kick, 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 kick. Along with the kicking of the seats comes the conversation. Mom telling the kids, okay, this is your drink. This is your snack. You need to sit there. And then the baby starts fussing. And the mom and dad talk about whose turn it's going to be to hold the baby. And then the little kids need their snacks and they need their drinks. And then they need their snacks opened. So Mrs. Gamer Dude and I look at each other and she says, do you want to move? Do you want to go over there? Now, I like to give people a chance. I like to think that people know how to behave. I like to think that people aren't rude. I don't know why I like that, because it never proves to be true, but I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So I said to her, nah, nah, they'll quiet down. They'll be fine. Let's just sit here. So the movie starts, and the conversation behind us subsides just a little bit. And then there's a couple of moments of blessed silence, and I can actually hear the dialogue up on the screen. Then the kicking of the seats resumes. Then the questions, who's that? What's that? No, 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 no. Mom, no, mom, no, mom, no. And it's just enough to make you want to scream. You want to stand up and look at the people behind you and say, what are you thinking? I know it's hard to get a sitter. I've raised kids. I know it's hard to get a sitter. I've had kids and I've had babysitters and I know how hard it is to find a good babysitter. I also know superhero movies. Bringing three kids under the age of five to a superhero movie with scary-ish monsters, large explosions, crazy stuff going on on the screen, that's not necessarily a choice that I'd make. Okay, you can make that choice for your kids. and I'm not going to judge you for that. Okay, yes, I will. But You also have to consider there are a lot of people who are going to see the movie on opening weekend. And if you're going to bring your kids, you have to make sure that you have them under control. You have to have respect for everybody sitting around you. And even if it wasn't the kids talking, when you give them crunchy snacks and you have to open juice boxes and you have to open snack bags and you have to feed your kids while you're in the movie to keep them quiet, you're impacting everybody else around you. And the fact that you don't understand that is incredible to me. I can't believe that people are that self-unaware of the world around them and the impact that they have on people. So the first five minutes of the movie, we have this family sitcom playing in the seats behind us. Except there wasn't anything funny about it. It was just annoying. And I kept glancing over at Mrs. Gamer Dude, and she kept glancing over at me. And we were trying to decide, are we going to sit here? Are they going to settle down? what do we do? So I started scoping out the theater and I saw seats on the other side of the theater, one row up. And it was an almost perfect place. It wouldn't be seats that I would ordinarily choose. I have my favorite seats. Who doesn't? Who goes to the theater and doesn't have the area that they like to sit in? But these were second tier quality seats. They were good enough. So I kind of decided to myself, all right, we'll give them about two more minutes. And if this continues, we're making the move. So we got about a minute more of movie without too much disruption from behind. And then all of a sudden, the baby started fussing. You think I'm exaggerating? That's what it was. I pride myself on being patient, but this was like a test. (laughs) And I had a feeling I wasn't going to pass it. So I nudged Mrs. Gamer Newton and I said, let's go over there. And she said, I'm right behind you. (laughs) And so in the middle of, we just grabbed our stuff, got up, walked around the front of the theater and went over to the other side to take the second tier quality seats. And you know what? They were good enough. And the thing is, 
It was blessedly quiet over there because there was a bunch of folks focused on the movie and they were watching everything going on on the screen. And there wasn't a crinkle of paper, there wasn't a crunch of a chip, there wasn't anything going on, and it was like stepping from the edge of the abyss onto a heavenly cloud of silence. And I'm glad we made that move, because as the movie went on, I could still hear from across the theater, instead of in my left ear, the continued whining and crying of the baby and the kids. But at least it wasn't in my ear the entire movie. And at least it was far enough away so that I could focus on what was going on on the screen in front of me. Because that's what the movie experience is about. It's about experiencing the movie. It's not about sitting in somebody's living room while they feed their kids and watch a show. It's a very different thing when you go to the theaters. And too many people forget that. And, you know, I think that's part of it. I think it's, it's partly that being in the movies is almost like being in your living room these days because the screens are big, the colors are bright, you can turn down the lights in your house and turn on a sound system, and you can get a Dolby sound system for your living room, which rivals that that you find in some theaters. So the experiences are similar, and sometimes I'm sure people forget, oh yeah, there's 200 other people in this room, so maybe I should be considerate of them. But too many people forget that part. But more often than not, if I go to a crowded theater, there is somebody doing something that establishes for me that they have no conception of the fact that there are actually other people in the world apart from them. Now contrast that with the way things were when I was a kid. As I mentioned at the start, there was a huge difference between watching a movie on TV when I was a kid and watching a movie in the theaters. The sound quality was different, the picture quality was different, And if you've ever seen those old movies, shown in Cinemascope, stereophonic sound, the things were very, very different in the theaters because they had the ability to make them so immense, so bright, so colorful, so noisy. I'll never forget the first time I saw a movie with a Dolby sound system in the theater. Dolby was the biggest thing in sound when they started putting it in theaters in the 70s. They had good sound systems before, but when you had a surround sound Dolby theater, one of the first movies that I saw with Dolby sound was The Empire Strikes Back. It was being shown in a new theater near the home where I grew up. I took my mom to it. It was like the third or fourth time that I'd seen it because I'd already seen it a couple of times in the theaters because I'm that kind of a Star Wars nerd. But I hadn't seen it with a surround sound because they weren't as prevalent as they are today. And let me tell you, the experience of going to a theater where the walls are rumbling and you could hear a TIE fighter fly from behind you to in front of you and go from left rear to right front and the missiles were flying over your head and the music would well up all around you. You were really immersed in that movie. And it was such a change from sitting in your living room where the sound that you listened to came from two little speakers next to the 25-inch tube in the console in front of you. That's why I loved movies, because you were immersed in the film. And don't forget, the TVs that we have, they were square. The TV screens were square little tubes. When you go to a movie theater, you get that 16 by 9 ratio, where it's wide and covers the wall in front of you. And some of those screens were huge. Some of those old theaters rival what are IMAX theaters now. Now, the IMAX way of filming a movie is is different than the old way of filming a movie. But the screens that they show IMAX movies on, there were theaters that had screens that big. So compare that size of a screen to a 25-inch tube in your living room. That's why the experience was so breathtaking to us. 
Now, I've mentioned the town near us where I grew up that had the dollar theater where they ran what we called the fourth-run movies. Don't forget, movies stayed in theaters longer than four weeks. Movies would stay in theaters for months and months at a time. And when I say a fourth-run theater, the movies would go to the big cities and the big towns first and stay there for a few months. Then they'd pull them out of what we call the first-run theaters and send them to the second-run theaters, where they'd still run for a few more months. And then they'd go to the really little towns that had, like, one theater with one screen, and they'd be third- or fourth-run movies. And our fourth-run theater would charge you a dollar to get into the movie. Now, when we were old enough, my parents would actually drop us at the theater with a dollar for the movie and a dollar for snacks and leave us to go into the movie on our own, whatever movie it happened to be. Yeah, we'd go there as a family, too. When we were younger and we couldn't go on our own, the family would go, and for five bucks, we had movie night, which was a lot of money at the time, but once every six weeks or every two months, we'd have family movie night, and we'd spend the five bucks and go to the movies. No snacks. We couldn't afford snacks, but my dad did teach us how to sneak snacks in. If you wanted a candy bar and we happened to have one at the house, you could sneak that into your pocket. Just don't say anything. No drinks, though. Drinks were ridiculously expensive, so we didn't buy drinks. But when we were old enough, as I said, my dad would give us a couple of bucks and say, here, watch your brother and sister, go watch the movie. And so we'd be allowed to go to the theater on our own, spend our dollar for our ticket. And I remember the Strand Theater, that was the name of it, the Strand Theater. It was one of those old theaters in an old town. It had one of those big screens, not the gigantic ones that you can find in some of the bigger theaters, but it was still a huge screen. And I remember the seats. It was those old style theater seats kind of a maroon velvet on them. They didn't recline. We didn't have reclining seats back in the day. We didn't have cup holders. They were metal seats with velour cushions on them. And to sit down, you would just flap the seat down and sit on it, just like theater seats now, except, you know, ancient. But my brother and sister and I would go into the theater and we'd grab seats in the middle of the theater and we'd have one or two trailers. It's not like today where you had 20 minutes of trailers. You might get two or three trailers of coming attractions and then the movie would start. And I still to this day remember the feeling of the lights going down and the anticipation of the beginning of the movie. The lights would go down a little bit for the trailers. They didn't go all the way down because it was only the trailers. But when the lights went all the way down, you knew that the movie was about to start. And then the movie magic would begin. And yeah, to me, movies were magical. I would find myself immersed in these worlds, in that darkened room with the glow of the movie surrounding you, focused on nothing but what was happening on the screen in front of you, it was so easy to get lost in a movie. And I did. I got lost in all of the movies that I watched. And that's why I love movies so much, because when I was growing up, it was easy to become a part of the movies. It was easy to find yourself in those worlds. It was easy to become part of the experience. Now, two of the memorable movies that I got immersed in when I was younger was the first Star Wars. And I remember just being mesmerized by what was happening on the screen in front of me. It was incredible to me. I was just transported to this world in a galaxy far, far away. And I really felt like I was there. And everybody in the theater was focused on that experience. The other one I remember was Raiders of the Lost Ark. What an incredible experience that was in the theaters, too. The lights go down, and you find yourself in a jungle in South America. And the sound is surrounding you, and the colors are vibrant. And you don't know what's going on, but you want to see, because it's so compelling. 
the brightness and the colors and the sounds, the birds and the music. You're focused on nothing but the movie, and you find yourself back in an ancient Mayan temple with Indiana Jones. And I was on the edge of my seat for two hours watching that movie. It's hard to relate to that experience these days because you can't duplicate it. You can't divorce yourself from the world in which we live now, where you can watch a movie on your phone. You can watch a movie on an airplane on your laptop while you're flying from New York to Los Angeles, where you can wait four weeks and watch a first-run movie as it pops up on Netflix. And what makes it harder still to duplicate that experience is the way people are in the theaters these days. The wonder of being in the movies is a lost experience. And I feel kind of sad about that. Not for me, because I have those memories and I remember what it was like. But for folks who've never experienced it, there was a wonder to the movies. There was a magic to the movies. There was a feeling of excitement going to the movies. Yes, the stories are great. And yes, the stars are amazing to see. And yes, the suspense and the action and the comedy is all wonderful in the movie theater. But the experience of going and being immersed in this other world is something that can't be duplicated these days because of the way the world is. I wish there was a way I could give that to you because it was something that filled me with wonder that stays with me to this day. And I'll never forget it. And that's why I'm trying to tell you at least a little about it so maybe you can catch a flavor of it. So that the next time you go into the movie theater, maybe you can try to remember what it was like when people cared about what was up on the screen more than what was on their phone, and when they remembered what it was like to sit next to people who were there to share the same experience they were sharing and take a trip to another world. Yeah, I, I love the movies. I really do. I've always loved movies. I've loved the storytelling. I've loved the acting. I've loved the process. I've loved the experience. I enjoy movies. And that's why I have about 912 DVDs down in the basement of all of the movies that I've loved over the years that I continue to watch. And yeah, I'll watch a movie over and over again because there are some movies that are worth watching. It's not the same. You can never have that first experience a second time. You don't duplicate the experience. You don't capture the wonder of Star Wars the second time or third time you watch it on a DVD. But at least it reminds you of the way you felt the first time you saw it. And that's one of the things that I love about watching movies again, because it reminds me of the good feelings I had the first time. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Storytime. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being here. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be here and to listen to me share my stories. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.